Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. We're so excited you're joining us for today's episode. You know, Andy and I always get excited when we get together and we get to be with you on an episode of the Church Leadership Podcast, and today is no exception. I do want to encourage you before we get into the content of today's conversation, make sure you go and subscribe to our podcast. We don't do this because we get paid a lot of money or or we get, you know, props or anything like that, we really do want to encourage you. In fact, our mission here at Church Leadership Podcast is to encourage and equip local church leaders to be disciples that make disciples. And we believe today's conversation is going to do that. We think every conversation helps you do that. So we want you to subscribe. We don't want you to miss a single episode. If you're watching on YouTube, um, our our audience on YouTube is small but growing. Uh, You can hit the subscribe button really easy. And if you're listening to it on any number of podcast listening apps, you name it, we're there. You can just hit the subscribe button and you'll be subscribed. And you'll be part of the Church Leadership Podcast Nation and family. And so we thank you for doing that. Now here, Andy, is today's conversation. Well, Mark and I have decided to have a conversation today about something that I think all of us might be dealing with, going through, uh, might be frustrated about, or might need a little bit of encouragement to continue on. Uh, uh, Obviously, we haven't had a podcast in a couple of weeks. Like you, we've all been busy. Uh, We just finished Easter. Big Sunday. So we're recording this right after Easter. So so our conversation today has a lot to do with that. Easter was great. Yes. But what do we do now? So <laughs> That's right. uh, Mark and I have talked a lot about this over the years, and uh, uh, a lot of other pastors deal with the same kind of thing, and that is what happens when you have this great Easter, and then all of a sudden the week after, it's not so great. You know, yep. uh, the last couple of years we've dealt with COVID, so we've had these, these expectations that we're not going to have many people in our churches. And this year, I feel like people have returned. I feel yeah. like uh, people have come back to our churches who have maybe have been out f- for a while. We've had new faces come uh, and visit with our churches, and Easter was just fantastic. I mean, we, we had great crowds. We're not saying that uh, because we're bragging. We're just thanking God, and we right. are thankful for the state of the way things are right That's now, right. that people feel the freedom that they can return to church and visit church and, and uh, go to church on Easter. That's right. And so, you know, I've said for years, and it's still true, my favorite Sunday of the year is Easter Sunday. Uh, a little different post-COVID, I think, than it has been before. And, and some of you may be sitting here, you know, um, we're recording this right after Easter, and maybe you're sitting there the Monday after Easter, Tuesday after Easter, Wednesday after Easter, and you're discouraged because the crowd wasn't as big as you wanted. Uh, or maybe you're, you're on the other side and you're like, man, I mean, we're back. We're back, right? And that's a tendency to, to begin to think that. Um, but it, my favorite Sunday is Easter Sunday, and not because of the crowds. My favorite Sunday still is Easter Sunday because I get to proclaim the hope of the resurrection of Jesus, which we do every Sunday, but, but in a unique way, I think, on Easter Sunday. And that's why I love it. And, but here's the thing. For a lot of years, the Sunday after Easter was my least favorite. 
because man, we had all these crowds on Easter Sunday and I was pumped and then we get to the next Sunday and I'm like, where is everybody? I, I could throw rocks and not hit somebody, you know, in the crowd. And I don't know if you've experienced that, but it, it seems to be that way the Sunday after Easter. But more and more, as I'm in ministry longer, the Sunday after Easter is becoming my second favorite or really rivaling my favorite Sunday because I've realized over the years, the people who show up on that Sunday after Easter, man, that's your core. Yeah, um, Those people are with you. And so we want to kind of temper the expectations and we want to kind of guide you through the process of what do you do now that Easter's over and how do we manage expectations? And really, how do we keep from that roller coaster? Yeah. The high of Easter and then the low of the Sunday after Easter. And we want to encourage you today not to be discouraged no matter what Easter was like and no matter what the Sunday after Easter's like. Yeah, you're talking about that core group is there the Sunday after Easter. Many of those people are the ones who helped us get ready for Easter. That's right. That's right. Uh, they were the, the prayer team. They were the group that helped us prepare and did the promotion and any events that we have surrounding Easter. Those are the people you can count on to help you to volunteer and serve and pray. And, and man, it's just a blessing to see on Easter Sunday, to see God bless the efforts of all of those people and their preparation. But those are the same people, just like yourself, you have to lead through reality and, you know, disappointment often comes when reality and expectations collide. That's correct. And, man, what a collision we have the Sunday after oh, Easter. Man. Uh, we have this expectation that it's going to be maybe not as good as Easter, but it's going to be, you know, they're going to be back. My sermon just absolutely slayed. Oh, yeah. And the, the people are just going to come back to hear me preach about Jesus again. And I can't wait for them to show up. And, you know, this time they're going to have... Uh, notepads and pens, and they're going to be just hanging on every word. Oh, yeah. Of, have new Bibles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have prayed every day of the week because they're convicted. It's just amazing. And then that Sunday shows up and cricket, yep. cricket, cricket. Yep. And you look out and <laughs> half the congregation's asleep because they were so worn out from doing all the work <laughs> for Easter. That's right. So That's reality, right. reality sets in the, the week after Easter or, or soon after where the people who came on Sunday and showed up, visited at your church or maybe even came back they haven't been there a while uh, they're just not there yeah and uh, so what just, do you do we just we just want to give you a little bit of practical insight on the fact that we struggle with that uh, we're, we're human just like everybody else is and we get discouraged just like everybody else but there are some things that we can do mark to work through this in a healthy way and in, in a way that helps us use as an opportunity to grow from and it uses uh, what God is doing in and through our church before Easter That's right. to help us to prepare for what's going to happen after Easter. That's right. And I think, I think it's really healthy for us to understand on Easter, there are, there are going to be people. There were people in your church, most likely on Easter, that you won't see again for a while. But don't, don't be discouraged by that. Be encouraged that you were able to proclaim the Word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ to those people who may not be back until Christmas or next Easter or maybe never, right? But you had the opportunity to proclaim the gospel of Jesus to them. Celebrate that. Be Amen. excited about Amen. that. And, and then on the other side of that, I guess, you know, thinking about next Easter even, already now, but thinking about how you approach things, there are also some, some guests and newcomers probably that were there on Easter that are legitimate mm -hmm. prospects and guests of your church that may be interested in the gospel, that may be interested in a new church home, that may be interested in being a disciple that makes disciples. And so those are the people you need to, to focus your energy on. But I think, Andy, one mistake that we make 
oftentimes, and Easter is really one of those times that we do this, is we try to use gimmicks and ploys and almost a bait and switch to try to get people to Easter or to worship any given Sunday. And we're disappointed when they don't come back because we're not doing those gimmicks every Sunday. Yeah, if you don't have a, a helicopter egg drop, you're not doing it right, I guess, for Easter is what I'm hearing. You know, five Nothing million egg eggs being dropped on the, you know, whatever field. There's that, That's fine to have those kind of events. We're not saying events or, or practical ways to minister to community are bad things. But listen, if you are using these big, hyped-up events just to get people into your church on Easter Sunday, here's reality, okay? <laughs> Expectation reality is about to collide here. If you're not going to do that every week, don't expect them to come back every week. That's right. And not only do you have to do it every week, but you have to one-up last week, this week, and keep raising the bar further and further. So it's kind of hard. Mark Dever has said, uh, what you win them to is what you keep them with. So uh, you've got to realize, if you're going to have uh, a three-ring circus and uh, costumed uh, characters and you know all this kind of stuff going on at your church this week. People are going to come back expecting that next week. That's right. And we try to temper that reality at our church by by when we have events, we let them know here's what's going to happen when you come to our church for a regular worship service. Here's the the, the atmosphere. Here's the community that you can expect. And it's not. Six Flags Over Jesus, you know, right. it's, it's, we're going to preach the gospel. We've got a real group of people who are just as mess, messed up as you are That's that right. you can do life with and and introduce them to the idea of uh, we want to reach you with the good news of Jesus Christ. We want to reach you because we're committed to making disciples. And if we have all of these things, gimmicks, tactics to, to reach people, uh, then they're thinking that's what they're coming to, that's right. to be a part of. You know, we temper we temper expectations by trying to plan... Easter Sunday to be the worst Sunday of the year. No, I'm just kidding. We don't, we don't do that. That's not <laughs> what we're saying. Set the bar very low. We yeah. just set it low, right? It's going to be better next week, I promise. Yeah. No. Uh, it, it almost did happen yesterday <laughs> because the power went out because we had storms. But, but really, we, we, we don't, we're not saying that you shouldn't do something to attract guests. That don't hear us say that. But we, what we don't want to see you do is to be discouraged because you've built this consumer expectation on Easter that you can't meet the next Sunday and the Sunday after. Mm-hmm. And so just focus on doing what you do and what God's called you to do well. We talked about it in our staff meeting a couple of weeks ago at our church, and they asked, you know, do we want to do anything different for, for worship and have a different element? I'm like, no, 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 let's let them see what we're really about. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, don't, let's don't try to fool them or trick them, you know. And I think that that's a key. And I know that Easter's already over. Maybe you did that. But again, let it temper your expectations. Maybe that's why they're not coming back and try to win them with some faithful disciple-making from here on out. Yeah, it's wise to set clear expectations for yourself as a leader in the church, but also for your church as a ministry and organization. You know, uh, don't set expectations that because you had this event and because you had a great Easter Sunday that all of these people are going to come back. And that all these people are going to, to join your church. And all these people are going to be connected and committed and serving. Uh, that would be great. If that happens, we want to hear from you. We want to know what your secret sauce is to doing that. But right. at the same time, realistically, the average church is not going to have a large event or a large crowd on Easter. And those people come back and genuinely be connected and committed to your church. So to, you're saying that our goal we set last week of, 
of raising serving up by 97% after Easter was not good. Okay. It's probably not a realistic. But communicate that with your people too. Yep. Because our people in our churches can be just as much, if not more, discouraged after Easter or after having an event like That's this right. uh, than, than we can be. Uh, they, they get all excited uh, they look around and they see, man, there's there, there's something we've been praying for for a while, and God's blessed our efforts. And then the next week, what in the world happened? What have we done wrong? And that's just the reality of of where we are yeah. as a culture. That's right. And you know, if 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 your goals aren't met, right? If you're discouraged, and if your people are discouraged, I think it really comes back to to trusting God to to do what He can do. What's what right? Only He can do. Um, we try to sometimes help God out a little bit <laughs> as pastors and leaders, and we think, okay, we're, we're just gonna, God, we're gonna help you accomplish your mission because we care about it more than you do. That's, that, you know, that's at least what uh, the the our goal setting sometimes seems like. But really, there's there's things that only God can do, and and we've just got to trust Him in His grace to do those things in His time. Yeah, we've said before, you know. By God's grace, trust Him to do what you can't. That's right. You know, you can't make the people come back. That's right. I mean, you could, but you wouldn't want them to come back if you made them come That's back. Right. I mean, but, I guess you can offer a $25 gift yeah, card every yeah, week, but yeah. your or, budget may suffer. You go round people up, you know, in ski masks with uh, guns or something. But <laughs> what we're saying is simply this. Um, do what you're supposed to do and trust God to do what you can't do, what He can only do. And if God is at work in people's life and the Spirit is stirring their hearts and their affections for Jesus to get plugged into a local church and, and He has led them to be a part of your church, that's fantastic. But you and I can't do that. That's right. Only God can do that. So obviously we want to, to plant and, and we want to, to, to water that seed, but we have to trust God to give the increase. That's right. That's right. So just, just trust God might be a simple way to that's do a that. Good, that's, a good, that's a good word. Um, and you know... That kind of ties hand in hand with trusting God to do what we can with who our identity is in Jesus Christ. Right. And it's hard for us as we lead in the local church to not have part of our identity tied in with results, right. attendance especially. And with Easter just happening, we think, man, we're doing something right <laughs> or people think more of me than they do when the church is empty or... Uh, we we kind of get our identity wrapped up in the fact that hey we've got a good crowd mm-hmm. things are going really good so uh, we're on this mountain top and we're just celebrating and enjoying life and then next week we're in the mm-hmm. valley and our since our identity may be tied to that it's just a crushing blow that's right to not just our ego but just to uh, our our understanding of what God wants to do in and through us that's right so your ministry is not defined by Easter Sunday it's not. Um, your your ministry is also not defined by the Sunday after Easter. Okay, so those are two extremes usually, and your identity and your ministry are not defined by those two Sundays. And you know your ministry really is defined by the disciples you're making. You know week in and week out. Mm-hmm. It's the the Monday through Saturday between those Sundays and every other Sunday uh, of the of the calendar year. And so don't fall into the trap that we have both fallen into mm-hmm. in the past, especially when we were younger in ministry, of defining yourself and your ministry by that Sunday mm-hmm. or by the Sunday after. It's not who you are. Um, God is bigger than Easter Sunday. God is bigger than the Sunday after Easter. And uh, your identity is found in Christ and not 
That's right. Not in the numbers that you see those two Sundays. And we have to preach that to ourselves That's often. Right. And to our church. Yeah. Our identity is found in Jesus. And our faithfulness to his mission is more important than uh, a big Sunday on Easter or a low attendance Sunday the That's week right. after. And, That's right. And it, it's something that we deal with, we struggle with, but we have to remind ourselves of often that our identity, it isn't wrapped up in. That's right how many people show up or how many people don't show up. That's right. And another thing that we want to encourage you with is, so if you're listening to this the, the week after Easter or you know maybe a week sometime after that, if you're watching it, I want you to take note of who is there the Sunday after Easter. And I want you to thank God. I want you to take a moment mm-hmm. and thank God for those people that are there. We mentioned it before, but that's your core. You know, we talked about this kind of in the middle of covid and we said, okay, God has, has brought to you the new core mm-hmm. and the people who are with you, man, they're, they're going to run with you, right? That's right. And so you've heard Andy say it before, run with the runners. And, mm-hmm. and so the Sunday after Easter and the Sunday after that, take note of who's there and thank God because that is your core. That's right. Those are the people that are going to be with you through the thick and the thin because that's a thin Sunday, right? Yeah, you pray hard to, for, for God to show you who can we count on. Well, there they are. They show there up they the are. week after Easter. That's right. Pour into them, mm-hmm. right? Don't, don't, don't shortchange them, right? Don't mm-hmm. say, well, man, all these other people aren't here. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm discouraged. I'm not going to try. No, that's when you really give your effort because the people who want to be there are there. The people who are your core, the ones you're going to build up until next Easter, the ones that are going to really drive the train, that's who's there. So invest in them. Yeah, just enjoy the blessing that you may have had a large crowd on Sunday. But you know what? Who God has blessed you with the Sunday after, that's huge. huge. That's, that's a big deal. You've got the chance to give them some attaboys and encouragement and, and let them know that you see God working in and through their lives. And you're thankful that they are there and they're committed because you wouldn't be able to do what God's called you to do without that group of people that's who right. shows up uh, the Sunday after Easter. That's right. And it's easy to do when you your focus is not on the right place mm. and your expectations are are misguided and reality has hit home and you're discouraged and the thing that just knocks you down, kicks you while you're down, is you're looking at what's happening at another church down the road. <laughs> That's exactly You're looking right. at someone's production oh, online man. that they've paid so oh, much money man. for and what you see on the screen versus what is in the pews is different or what, you know... We church leaders are known to maybe inflate numbers just a little bit, you know, uh, according to uh, evangelical standards. Uh, we had just under a thousand people at our church <laughs> yesterday, more like two hundred. But you know, that's right. Uh, don't compare what is happening mm. at another church to what's going on that's in right. your church. I think I think a good practice, and I've I've been doing this the last couple of years. Uh, the Sunday and Monday after Easter, I don't I don't do social media. I post some pictures of our family and I'm done mm-hmm. because I don't want to fall in that trap because we do too. It's easy to fall in the trap of, oh, wow, look at that. That church that usually has 98 had 700 people there. You know, <laughs> don't do it. Don't compare yourself because God may be doing something there. Maybe not, right? Mm-hmm. That may be the Instagram life that's not real, but God's doing something where you are and don't or, unfortunately, a church may be doing something unhealthy just to attract a crowd right. rather than uh, truthfully uh, share the gospel and make disciples. That's right. So. Yeah, look, God's called you to be faithful where you are doing what He's called you to do. He's not called you to be somebody else and do what they're doing. 
So don't don't fall in that trap of comparison. It's easy to do. If God's put some people in your life in your church, whether it's a handful or whether it's a large crowd, what a blessing that is to be able to invest your life in them. And uh, they know that and they appreciate that. And they are thankful to have a church leader or a pastor like you who shows up Sunday after Sunday who has that long obedience in the same direction like right. Eugene Peterson has written about and spoken about. But that's truthful, honest talk here. Faithfulness to Jesus is far more important that's right. than a crowd that you may have or a low attendance that you may have. Uh, your identity is in Christ, as we mentioned earlier, but also faithfulness to what He's called you to do. Just go make disciples. That's right. You don't have to have a large crowd to do that. No. And in fact, sometimes smaller crowds... Are, are better for that yeah. um, because you can build relationships. The disciple making is not about uh, simply gathering large crowds and putting information in their brains, right? Disciple making is life on life. It's That's doing right. life with others. And, and so, um, again, if you had an awesome, huge crowd on Easter Sunday, that's not saying that you're doing it wrong. Um, great. More Absolutely. opportunity to make new connections mm-hmm. and, and to connect you know, others uh, with them. But... but Focus on the mission. And that's sometimes right. that mission is slower, and that's okay. Um, but focus on the mission to make disciples. Amen. Don't get distracted by the size of the crowd you know, and everything we've talked about, comparison, all that. Rather, rather than all that, just focus on what God's called you to do. And Amen. He's called us all to be disciples, to make Amen. disciples. What a blessing it is. What an undeserved blessing of God's grace it is just to get the privilege. Hmm to lead in the local church yeah. and to do what he's called us to do. Yeah. It's just amazing. It just blows my mind to think every time I get to to sit in a group of people or stand and teach God's word mm-hmm. or share anything about the good news of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. I'm overwhelmed with the fact that what a privilege it is to get to do this. Because Absolutely. not everybody gets that privilege. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the more I do it, the longer I'm in this, the more I am in love with the local church and, and God's unique work in and through the local body. It is amazing. Mm. And so, yeah, let's, let's keep at it. Let's don't give up. Let's don't get discouraged. Let's don't be on the high Sunday of Easter and let's don't be on the low the Sunday after Easter. And uh, let's, let's keep focusing on, on doing what God called us to do. Amen. If we can do anything to encourage you further, pray for you or help you in any way, reach out to us and contact us. So we'll be glad to uh, to take your emails and read them and pray for you and send you information or have a cup of coffee with you. We'll be glad sure. to, to help you any way we can. But thank you so much for leading in the local church. And we hope this conversation that we've had today has been encouraging and helped equip you not to be discouraged as right. you are a disciple who makes disciples. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.